that uh pennies in my ears and in my eyes no she's not yeah dude screw her dude what no she's second most punchable character of this episode penny lane yo dude come on beatles man i, I know but, the, but you're singing sweet 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 she's songs a, to she's penny she's an adorable little girl I don't know what song that was. <laughs> that's that's the song. Made that up. She's an adorable little girl, and then you want to punch her in she the face. She will steal your stuff. I know. Well, if you haven't picked up on this already, we're talking about City of Thieves. My name's Ned. This I'm is Russell. Russell. What's up, y'all? I I still want a nickname. Somebody give me a nickname. I say it's either it's either Russell J. Cools or like Rusty Ruder or something. Like Man, that. I don't know if I've ever told you this stuff, but like I so Russ is a nickname that follows me around. You know, which I think I like a lot better than Rusty because Rusty is uh, corrosion and gross metal. Like I don't like that. But Russ, I've had like language arts teachers will randomly start like that liked me because I would actually like. You know, I wasn't a teacher's pet, but I would actually give them the right answer they were looking for. Um, they would call me Russ. I had a math teacher call me Russ, and I'd never asked anyone in my entire life to call me Russ. I, my roommates call me Russ. I don't know, like, why or who, but it seems like there's definitely a pattern of people that pick up and call me Russ. And that one math teacher, dude, I did not like her, and she called <laughs> me Russ. And she called you Russ. Yeah, and she freaking went to my sister and... She was like, oh, I loved Russ. And I, I was want, just like, who? Why? I want to see some comments below. And like, what, what do you think we should call Russell? Like, I don't know. We can do a poll or we can just take the best comments. But just just throw it down there. We we need some nickety names. We need nicknames. And we also need names for our followers, for our many, many two fans yeah, from self, India and the self, U.S. Self-name yourself, man. Just just tell us what you want to be called. and we'll, we'll do it. Hopefully not old hag because there's an old hag in this episode. Gosh, most punchable character off the bat. First yeah. one that comes up, man, is the old ha tree hag. Yeah, the old tree hag is, she's, I don't know, there's stuff that I like about her, but her eyes are just terrifying. Bro, it's not even just the looks for me. It's that she has no business dealing with anybody. She just pops out of a tree and just like, don't go there, that's a city of thieves. Then she's, she pops up inside the City of Thieves to be like, hey, guess who told you so? And be like, what? dude, you are just, don't even be here. What is her resistance to the City of Thieves? I think it feels like the City of Thieves has an aura about it that forces you or, or causes you to eventually adapt into a uh, a stealing nature. But I imagine it had something to do. She can avoid it. She can avoid it. It doesn't it, affect her. Yeah. yeah, and she can phase in and out of the city somehow. She's just creepy. She's, you know what? She's not avoiding it. She's stealing space in her mind. She's stealing. She's stealing, she's stealing his, podcast time his over podcast here. Time. She's stealing uh, our time away because we just have to talk about like the old hag. I don't even want to talk about. She it, knew what she was doing. Just, just get it out of the way. She's there. She shouldn't be there. She's freaking annoying. And Finn and Jake. I mean, Jake just so takes punchful. the red boots and just whoop, flings her out of the picture. Like get. I know. I guess you could just yeah. Second time we're beating up old ladies on this freaking show, man. She deserved it this time. What do you have me watching? What is this that you have what me watching? What is this show? Yeah, this this episode gets super weird. I mean, we we show in, like, come in on the show, like, we pick up Penny outside the City of Thieves. City of Thieves is a giant dead turtle shell with a castle on top or, like, some sort of bit, like, like city on top, too. I want to know. I want to know what that is. Do I, you know I what that is? I don't know what that is, man. Dang, man. I was so curious. I was like, if the City of That's Thieves That's the new is, king. It's got to be the new king's castle. The new castle. king of... of 
the city of thieves maybe? because you find that 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 tower that Ben gets into later yeah, is and the, the old king who the is king's dead. dead. Yeah, the chest is inside his chest. Which means I I was going to ask you about that. So everyone saw the chest. Do you think the king died because he was so afraid somebody would steal his treasure that he ate a whole treasure chest? <laughs> I was going to very jokingly say I think he swallowed. I was like it. I think he swallowed his freaking treasure chest so no one would steal it and that's how he died. Oh my gosh. That might be how he died. I'm sorry, Michael. Jeez. I definitely just went way too loud on that. that I know. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, sorry, I, that caught me off guard because I, I was going to make a bit about I, that. But see, man, I already love this episode. I went into it and I was like, man, we're not going to get much content out of this. But we're over here like probably making like, we just get like, this is just so much to talk about. It's wonderful. So like we're in why the city you, of thieves. Why would you? Why would you live there? Why would? Why do any of these people live there? I have two questions. Well, I have a bunch of questions, but two questions. Why would you? Why would anyone live there? Mm-hmm. And then why is anybody like like surprised that their stuff's getting stolen? They're all like, oh my, what up, my gym? Yeah, you know, it's like, dude, it's, it's I the mean, city of thieves. I was maybe. Sodom and Gomorrah, or whatever. You know, yeah, like, you got me going into my serious thoughts about this episode and how the city of thieves is kind of like the world, man. Like we all like the world's just full of bad people. I'm not saying everyone's bad people, but I I believe we all have a, you know, it's a sinful nature. And then when we're wronged or when we're like, why was I wronged? And then we go and wrong someone else. So it's kind of, I think it's this, this, you know, you are in this biodome inside a, turtle shell and everybody like you said they're stealing stuff themselves and then surprise stuff's getting stolen from them it's it's like human nature dog like yeah we, we wrong to talk other about people that. and then we and get shocked and we can like i can't believe that person wronged me and then we it almost makes you think about you know when finn's talking about being pure and cleaning yourself off and not being you know subjected to that like we need to sometimes like look at ourselves and see how we've become dirty I mean, shoot, dude. I know I got serious right off the bat here, but... Way serious. Well, let's back up just a touch, but on the same subject, what you're talking about, like, Penny... Well, I don't know what this is a metaphor for, but Penny took Finn's purity. Um, and Take a moment and think about that one, guys. But really what I'm trying to get at is, like, Finn has this fear of being imperfect. Like, he has mm. this fear of overcoming uh, his sin. Like, he almost wants to add, like, a... It's not there, and like he is not human. We we saw it. I mean, we saw it in the Enchiridion. He had a fear of being. It's I want true. to be righteous. I don't want to be wrongous. But what's, and it's a fear. What was really beautiful, I think. I mean, this is like end of the episode ish right here. But what was really beautiful about Finn in this episode was like you do see his true nature come out, and that when he is going through, he he's still a good person when he. He takes on the cape, which the cape in this instance is Jake. And he goes around and he steals from people and he's beating people up throughout the entire episode. But in the end, like his revenge or whatever is, it's a good hearted, lawful Mm -hmm. revenge where he wants to clean Penny. His entire goal is not, he's not trying to steal anything or whatever. He's just trying to clean Penny. And, And I feel like that really is telling of his nature. Yeah, his revenge was not, I'm going to go steal something from her or I'm going to kill her or I'm going to do anything. It was, at the end of the day, as much as he was trying to save everyone in the city and he was trying to tell everybody, you know, stop doing that, that sucks. He still, at the end of the day, saves, or not even at the end of the day, 
saves Penny attempts to. Her tries, tries, tries to, to. And then she throws the clothes off his back. She's a ninja, dude. She's a freaking ninja. I, yeah, she's terrifying, but she's second most punchable character of the show. To oh, me. And I like maybe Penny. my lovely at the same time, honestly. I don't. I don't think. I, oh, I do have a lovely. Let's, uh, let's do it. Yeah, just just drop it in there. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Jake's boots. I, I'm kind of cheating here. I'm kind of cheating. Jake's boots <laughs> are my lovely. They're just awesome. Oh, they are freaking lovely. Yeah. I think they come back at a later episode, man. I think he keeps the boots. I think they. That's canon. It's not a reference to anything. I'm assuming. I didn't. I didn't look into like the facts of the episode or whatever, but. Uh, it does remind me a lot of Ted Mosby's boots. It does remind me. I was, you, I was gonna say the same thing. It reminds me of Ted Mosby's red cowboy boots. He always relies on How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, guys. Go watch that show, man. After you finish Adventure Time, of course. Gosh, that is a freaking. That's one of my favorite. Like, I, I almost said romantic comedy sitcoms or whatever. Yeah, sitcoms. It's, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. But so, yeah, so Jake's, Jake's boots, boots are your lovely. That, that's it's a great, weird. It's a, it's a weird great lovely. Yeah. They, I, they could be cheats. personified. They've got a lot of character to them. They do. I just I think it's kind of cheating for it to be. I, I was tempted the uh, my my jammies, my glasses. That guy and then Jake punches him. That was almost my lovely. But I just don't like his character design. So I yeah. And also the turtle that has he like. They say he has a jetpack, but it kind of feels like he's just farting out fire and flying. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, would, there was almost too many thieves that we could break down and, and it was so analyze. Fast, it was yeah. so fast. Yeah, I wouldn't put past the the creators of the show to have the turtle farting out fire. It just feels yeah. very well, out of their I, nature. I did want to take a moment while we're on that topic to talk about like uh, two specific instances of these thieves in the city. One was, remember the guy that got his clothes ripped off, or I guess his jammies, and he's wearing like a chastity belt. <laughs> Did you see it's, that? I missed that. I missed that. But it was super. But that that was the fill face. Remember we talked about the fill face uh, two episodes ago. I didn't ago. notice. I didn't notice. It was the same little face, and it was on that guy. And he was in the. He was, but he somehow got his jammies ripped off, and then he's wearing a chastity belt underneath. Like even Jackie was watching this episode with me and was like, "Is that guy, is that guy wearing a chastity belt?" And I was like, "I yeah." I wish he he's on Virgin Islands, man. He's on Virgin. <laughs> we're we're freaking Virgin Islands, we're Virgin man. Islands. No, he's oh. he's on Virgin Islands. I I miss that. I and I think uh, my girlfriend pointed that out as well. Yeah. And I just I was I just kind of was like, yeah. So that was that was Phil Face. Maybe we go back. Well, like you know, you watch the episode, see the Phil Face, Google the Phil Face, and be like, oh yeah, I see. It's it's you know, alluding to one of the yeah. the artists of the show. But, I was I was really bummed out. I just want to say like, like man, you know. After last week, like Marceline wasn't in this episode. Yeah. And I I don't know, like it it just it was hard to watch. It wasn't it just wasn't the same. I feel like I've I've reached the pinnacle that is Adventure Time and Ooh, we, bro, we haven't back. scratched the pinnacle yet. Oh my goodness. Now there are, I mean, you just Sorry. gotta you gotta <laughs> I'm tearing up a little bit. You gotta man. work in <laughs> you gotta ebb and flow, baby. You gotta ebb and flow. Okay. Because too like, much of a good thing. Too much of a good yeah, thing. Because yeah, because like even when we start getting a canon story arcs, like um, we'll have a crazy good episode and it ties back to something, you know. So this we're gonna get into in season four. Uh into season four, there's like two, three just episodes that all roll into each other. And then, like, you just pop into season five and, like, new things are happening. It's not going to ever change into a show that just flows every episode. So you got to get ready for, like— It's never going to do that. It's never going to yeah. do that. Because, I mean, I would say they do. that's why they do miniseries. There's an Islands miniseries. There's a Stakes miniseries. And then there's uh, oh, 
There's one more, but there's too. more I mean, consistency. There's consistency in, later in those, but and then consistency in later episodes is like, but it's more like canon consistency. So they're doing something that's fine. That's fine. random with Princess Bubblegum, but um, when Peppermint Butler shows up, like his character stays consistent. You know, he's not just doing new random things all the time. Well, if you can see, my background has changed already on my phone. It's now Heracross from Pokemon, my favorite Pokemon. Oh, so. True canon. I just I had to move on. I think I got a little bit of uh, slack from my girlfriend and didn't go over well. Didn't but go over that. Yeah, no, Marceline on the it's phone is not a good uh, vibe. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Russell had Marceline as his background. Why girlfriend would you not? Gave, she, girlfriend gave him a little slap on the wrist. Why would you not? Why would you not? We whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Let's yeah, move on. Moving on. The dude. The floor bro- breaks. That's something I wanted to bring up. Real yeah, fast. in the and tower, the, the floor breaks automatically. So. I, I don't have it theoretically speaking, but this is just an idea I had. Theoretically speaking. Damn, all right, I guess I had a theoretically Toss speaking. Toss it down. Now, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> this is theoretically speaking, Russell, man. So this is it. Um, you know, I, I think the no one had ever made it to the tower before. That is my theoretically speaking, is that she has been trying this or other people have tried this to get people to get all the way into the middle of the city where the King's Tower was to break into the top window and go down there and steal the treasure chest because it's like the ultimate thing to steal in the city. But I don't think anyone's ever made it there because the floor breaks so easily mm-hmm. beneath Finn's feet. Yeah, there's like no possible way anybody could have been no. there. At least in the in the recent past. Well, and if they had, or, like, yeah, they probably would have. They, well, they, the treasure wouldn't have been there. That that was like the ideal thing to get. That so wood, like the wood broke so easily underneath Finn's feet. Yeah. And every level broke too, not mm-hmm. just the top floor. So I mean, I think I think you're correct on that. I think that's something theoretically, yeah. That obviously Finn was Finn was the first pure person to go into the city of thieves. But well, I don't I don't even think that. I think first pure person to make it because I think the city, the the Turn, nature turns you turns you. Yeah, like, well, I think as we saw Jake, like Jake couldn't resist. I, I wanted to ask you something if you noticed this about the artwork in the show because I thought this was actually really cool and and really telling to how clever they were being that like every time you know when Jake finally steals the boots, they kind of have that roughed up little dirt patch on their face. Um, I thought as, about that. As I thought about that. Finn, as soon as Finn steals the treasure, he's like, "I'm all dirty. I'm all dirty." And so, but the funny thing is that when the when Penny is outside the city from the get go, she's dirty. She's dirty. So you should have known if that was like the telling artistic part of the episode. You you kind of know from the get go she's got. We knew she was. She's got to be cleaned man. up. She's got to clean up that act. We knew she was bad from the get go. But yeah. But when Ben cleans her later on, she is still bad. So it's not like a it's not like a physical thing. Like if you're wearing the dirt from the city, like you're physically like wielding yeah, the dirt. No, no, no. It's, yeah. Well, I, there's I something think, else there. I think we we're getting into that, but I want to make sure before we get into like kind of a nature thing, like the like human nature is like kind of what you're talking about. Like yeah. let's let's let our sponsors get a word in before we chat it up too much. Hello, listener. You want an all-expense-paid trip to the Virgin Islands. Get purified by our special F&J bats. Enjoy the smell of rotten turtles and the freedom of a lack of tangible items via getting your ish stolen. Located at 123, she's going to steal from you. Penny Lane, City of Thieves. This is a fake address, Virgin Islands. All you have to do is put your, and uh, my script is stolen and my clothes are stolen and I... 
Welcome back, everybody. Oh, Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. We just we're gonna go take a trip down to the Virgin Islands. This is a very high energy episode. Of the it podcast. is, man. I'm feeling high energy today. It's, it's a good uh, thing. I feel like we've been so serious on some episodes, and we need to make sure that we're making the listeners feel like they're being entertained, dog. Oh, they're. All, I hope they're entertained. I, I mean, our podcast is chill, adventure time, whatever. You know, we don't need to go into our 21 words mm-hmm. of uh, this podcast. But did you did you see when they were looking at the treasure chest? My, I think my favorite like little hidden gem. The of, Game Boy the in Game the Boy. corner. Did you? Oh my dude, gosh. we're on the same vibe. Absolutely, there was a little Game Boy in the treasure chest. That's so awesome, it, dude. As a kid, I, I think what I loved about that is as a kid, my Game Boy, my Game Boy Color was my, like, it literally was my treasure. Prized possession. Man, I mean, I I just, I feel like at some point in my childhood, I just randomly had it. I don't remember ever getting it. Mm -hmm. But I just, like, have so many incredible memories. Yeah, which one did you have? I I had, what do you mean? The Game Boy? What color? Yeah, we'll go. It was purple. It was like a see-through purple. Oh, the see-through purple. That was the OG. I had the lime green. Did you? Yeah, I still have the lime green. It's in the house right now. I've got mine as well. We need to play uh, some Pokemon games. Play some Pokemon games. Well, that's, I I love you mentioned that because that was one of my Nettie's factoids. Lay it on me. Nettie's factoids. I'm doing this. We got a soundbite and me as well. Oh, gosh. Russell's just (laughs) going to be my walking soundbite here. But so one was like, I I was going to say, did you catch the Game Boy in the, uh, in the chest. Most definitely. The second one I had was actually kind of mind-boggling. I, I missed it watching the episode. But the snail, the appearance of the snail in this episode, when Jake uh, twists his belly to talk oh, to Penny. Oh, and then Penny, he turns around. And then he turns around. Actually, when he I'm twists keep his it. belly, <laughs> it's the first non-physical appearance of the snail. Like that. Oh, was the, it? like The snail was like in his belly. Very cool. I totally missed it. And I was like, dang, that's like. I didn't You've know. got to be really paying attention to see. I'll that be one. honest. I've seen the snail on multiple episodes now, and I just, I just keep forgetting. It just, I just yeah, don't it's think just, it's like the best content. So I just keep forgetting. It's, to bring but it's it just up. natural. It's fun to catch it when you do catch it, but it's not something you actively look. For. Yeah, I mean, just it, the past like eleven episodes or ten episodes or whatever. Just like you know, y'all can just Google search it. I, yeah, if it's really amazing like that, we'll bring it up. But. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the snail every episode, yeah, but I, I thought that was, it, it was the first time in the show it wasn't like an actual little snail. It was kind of hidden yeah. for everybody. So like go back and watch it again and like check out, check, you know, peep the snail on Jake's little belly. At the other, I've got two more factoids here, so we'll get through these Please. right quick. Um, I had a moment, I was super curious about it when I watched the episode and then found a fact on it that made me really happy that when um, the wizard steals Penny's basket, uh, in the city, and he goes pancake, 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 and then turns into a cat and disappears. Mm-hmm. I had to rewatch that a couple of times. Yeah, I was it, wondering what happened to I him. I thought he was going to turn into pancakes, but then I saw a cat jump away. Um, so it's apparently Natasha Al Allegris. Um, I think I'm saying her name right, um, but she is one of the like artists on the show, and so this they're saying that like her cat was named Pancake. Oh, that, that's like, cute. So she kind of like had this wizard say a spell that turned her into Pancake the Cat. But the really cool part is in a future episode called Mystery Train, which is such a great episode. I don't know if it, they basically get on this like never-ending train and there's all this battle armor they can win. But they, he opens up a book and there's a definition of pancake in the book in that episode. And it says, the definition of pancake, it says, when repeated three times, this wizard incantation can change one into a cat. Oh, that's so it's, awesome. So, it's, so they reference it later down the road. So I, that was a great factoid. Nice little Last one is that another one of the show's character artists, I think he's actually one of the 
like head character artists at Viacom. Um, Paul Lindsley says, if you look at this episode's title card in the mirror and squint, you can see the face of a ghost. I didn't try it before here. We maybe will try it uh, this week and next week we'll get back to you. I had no clue. But, but why? Why is I that don't a thing? No. It just that was a fact online. And I was like, what? Now I'm scared. <laughs> now I'm freaked out. I'm like, this is Bloody Mary, but it's adventure time. That's cool. That's nah, creepy. I, I, so, didn't, I didn't see that at all. Cut end of Nettie's factoids. That's some good stuff. It's good content for you guys to hear. Yeah. I think I don't know why I I've two episodes in a row done my little Nettie's factoids thing. Mm, I don't know. I like I it. I think it, maybe I'm just bitter about what the soundbite ended up being. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I love, I love, I love the soundbite. It's a good soundbite. Don't get me wrong. Well, right, right before the ad, we were talking about kind of human nature and yes, 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 this, yes. this weird aura of the city of these and like what made you steal. So like, I want to hear your thoughts on like, what, what, what are they saying yeah, about? Well, well, first I want to, I want to just say like, dude, Finn goes dark night in this episode. Oh yeah, man. He full on, like I talked about, like he takes on the cape or whatever. Vigilante. Or, or, dude. Yeah. He goes full dark night. I mean. He's the hero that I think the city needed, but not necessarily the one that they wanted. Mm -hmm. Or um, they deserved. Or they, they definitely didn't deserve him. Yeah. That's for sure. But He's, I mean, it was full dark night, like tropes all over the place. <laughs> it just made me think of like the nature versus nurture thing. And I, you know, me and my girlfriend had a, a long conversation about this and that's really what it was brought on by. But, you know, it's, is it the environment of the city of thieves? And we talked about earlier about how like Finn's true nature is shown at the, or I guess nurture, like his, how he is truly is shown by, he just wants to clean Penny. But like, is it the city that promotes theft and influences our heroes' moral codes? Or, or what is it about like the city that allows you to justify um, like adapting your moral code to fit theft? Like to me, Jade doesn't seem like an evil character, but he he certainly you know if anything and I we can get I want to get into this as well in a second here but he's kind of a, a neutral character is kind of his um, his alignment or whatever yeah you know and we'll get yeah. into alignments in a second but the, yes the nature versus nurture in, in your mind like what is the city doing is it is it the uh, it's bringing out the evil inside you is it is there some sort of a, a spell cast over the city that causes people to kind of reassess themselves is it the morals of the city already being so low and so then you adapt your moral code to fit that of everything around you are, are you adapting to the environment i mean i think that's all it's all good thoughts and i would say if i had to have a, a hypothetical thought on what what this means what what's the why is this the city of thieves i think it's also it's not necessarily there's a magic spell cast over it i don't think that there's anything magical that makes you steal that makes you impure because Finn does it, and then he's cleaned off, and he's good. Uh, and then when Penny's cleaned off, technically, if that was, you know, really making her appear, she wouldn't have stolen again. So I think that it's saying that, like, honestly, if, like, this is almost like a congregation of bad people that just, like, this is the City of Thieves because this is the only place that, like, these people that have this weird, like, kleptomania mentality about them can live and function as a society. So it's like a, it's almost like a kleptomaniac uh, collective, and they all coexist with each other. Interesting. So it's, it's so that's kind of like and it's created an environment of of theft. It's and what has created a self sustaining environment of theft that there's well, just enough. Where's theft. their food coming from, man? I they don't know. they steal enough to eat it, 
And then yeah. that, that other bit they don't get to eat probably gets stolen by someone else. So they go and steal it. So it's this weird, like somehow it's become like a negative and a unethical way of living, but they figured out how to like self-sustain. So, so then is Penny evil? Is Penny just like you're saying self-sustaining? Is she doing what she needs to do to survive based on the rules that are written, you know, on the walls of the city. Yeah, I mean, well, one, I don't think there's rules on the walls of the city. I well, think that's, that's part unwritten, of like unwritten rules. Unwritten is what I'm saying. Yeah. Rules. I mean, like, well, obviously she's hoarding a little bit. She's got this tent. That's got treasure. gold knives. There's a freaking shotgun in the corner. You know, it's like she's got a straight up 12 gauge shotgun in the corner of the tent. So all, like, I, all I saw is her run off with Finn's clothes and not take the chest with her. Yeah. So I, she's. <laughs> what was up with that? She sh- forgot. I, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things where I, I do think it's something uh, telling about like human nature, well, it's, but it's like this. It's a weird thing that we I don't know. We you congregate towards like minded people, so it just reminded us and us meaning me and my girlfriend of like natural disasters and that sort of a thing, and how like certain things that aren't lawful when under normal circumstances are a little more justified when you're trying to survive when. Something mm-hmm. terrible happened, and you gotta break into Walmart and take supplies that you yeah, need, or, even or something like that. It's well, and it's that's kind of what my one of my main points. I don't know if it's a lesson, but it's kind of like Finn had the greater good in mind that he needed to go save and clean up Penny and figure out a way to clean himself. But in order to do that, he had to break some of his own rules, which I think is it's. We've talked about Finn's character development, and that's this is a big moment because. We were in, in Kyridian, and he was like, ain't no way I'm going to be wrongtious. And this one, he goes, it's okay. Like, I'm I'm tainted. I'm just going to, like, lean lean in, steer into this badness in myself, but for the greater good. Yeah, in his know? mind, his means justified the ends or whatever. Exactly. And, and I think exactly. because, like I said earlier, because we saw what his intentions were, I, I, I would agree with them to a degree. I, mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't like that he went around punching everybody. That was his like. Yeah, I'm going to teach these people a lesson. Punch and the, the poor horse in the bath. He steals the little like loofah from the horse. <laughs> that was and funny. That yeah. was absolutely ridiculous. But so it's so it doesn't mean it doesn't justify a wrongdoing. So so what are the? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean. To oh cut no, you I was off. just going to say it's like, it doesn't justify the wrongdoing, but it it makes it make sense and it humanizes Finn a little bit that we do realize for the first time he's not perfect. Do we, so do we know their alignment? Uh, you haven't played D and D before, but. If you were, we kind of we did a we did, we did a micro session D and D two hour long campaign wasn't wasn't real very micro um, the D and D though you have to choose an alignment and you know there's lawful good there's chaotic good there's true true good I guess or whatever it is and and same there's true or lawful and chaotic for each mm-hmm. of good neutral and evil where where are we putting I want to just a three characters Finn Jake and Penny. Like, where are these characters landing in this alignment? I, I've got what I think, but I'm curious. I'm, I'm putting you on yeah, the spot here. No, you're putting me on the spot. I mean, I think that that Finn is good. Finn is, like, true good. Um, true good, yeah. That's, that's kind of like a point of the show. He's got that, real elements of that. Yeah, he's got real elements, real psyche, real characteristic traits that are, that are explicitly defined that Finn is the end-all, be-all good. So with Finn, with Finn, we were kind of thinking. I would say Jake is the neutral good, though. Or okay. I don't know how you're how you're categorizing. I don't this, know. But if, I don't know if Jake is good, though. 
I think he's a little more selfish. I think he does things kind of according to his own moral code. And so first off, Finn, I put kind of, I was thinking lawful good with a dash of neutral good. So he believes in his own laws or he believes in laws and in other people and wants to help them uh, despite accomplishing morals through any means necessary to a degree. So the punching people and all that stuff, like he's kind of stretching the laws a little bit, but it's in the desire for good, you know? I mean, uh, it makes, I mean, I see what you're saying. He's just, like deciding, but like, I think at this point, I mean, like this episode, he's neutral good. I'm thinking maybe it's a show as a whole. Like there's a lot of things he does where. So you don't think he's lawful good later down the road? You don't think? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. You're, okay. you're asking me some, like, obviously, like you can't line up in every situation and, and but in this define certain, even yourself as like one thing or yeah. another in every so situation. So maybe in this situation, what are we saying? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. like the the neutral good. Yeah, and then Jake, I was saying- Jake's was neutral in this one just because- Chaotic he's, neutral. Chaotic neutral yeah. because, I mean, he's just doing whatever he wants. He's selfish, but I don't think that that's representative. I don't, I don't want you to take that as canon no, in the show because there's a lot of moments where Jake yeah. does some mega sacrifices for- um, not himself for his friends and so he's he's on this like kind of doesn't really care about the rules he's not always good well that's what i'm saying so uh, for one moment he does misdeeds and and you he steals the boots and mm -hmm. you know and he does other things throughout the other episodes where you start to question jake a little bit but then he always kind of redeems himself he always turns it around in some way in his own chaotic fashion you know and that's yeah. why i was thinking kind of chaotic neutral i think he He's a good guy, but certainly, like, he's, yeah, he was more influenced by the city. He was more willing to steal, you know? And, yeah. And then with Penny, we just, we just kind of felt neutral evil, you know? It's, it's that thing about she's doing what she needs to do to survive, but it's, she's, she's, she's evil, you know? Yeah. She's, I mean, yeah, she is definitely evil, even if it was to be what, like, that's, I mean, everybody in the city, that's kind of, like I said, maybe a congregation of, these neutral evil people that Definitely. like there's the only way they can exist in any society is to create a society of like-minded neutral evil people, which is like a place like the, oh, we weren't going to bring her up again, but the tree hag, that's what she said. She's <laughs> like, you don't want to go in there because these people suck. And she's they just go chaotic, in there. chaotic. I don't, that's she's not a thing, just, but she's, she's wild. She's just chaotic, chaotic. But I think that she's like, you know, hinting to, these people don't operate like you do. If you want to go there, if you if you are a thief, you're going to be welcome. You're going to thrive, you know. And so I don't. That's not even a lesson because I'm not going to say, oh, society really works when a bunch of effed up people are going into the same place and coexisting because they all kill each other. Well, what is your lesson then? What's your lesson of this episode? Oh man, I got three lessons. Okay, three lessons. Three lessons. There's not a soundbite for. I love the. the no, there, there. Yeah, we were gonna. We were, we're gonna do a little soundbite for some lessons. Right? I don't know. Right, At some your, point, I don't know. I'm, I'm tapping on a little soundbite there. What's your yeah. first lesson? First one is never, never say redo ridiculous. That's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. Penny was like, "That's redo ridiculous." Pen, Finn's like, "Don't say that," and she's like, "Why?" And he, don't but say, he, don't say redo ridiculous. He was referring to say, "Don't say things." Exactly. Are, but I thought know. that was a fun yeah. lesson. Don't say things are hopeless. Um, if you steal, just go home and take a shower. That's a good one. And my yeah, last the horse. One, the horse is cleansing himself. The horse is cleansing himself with the horse. Was like, what did the horse with, steal? Man, I don't know. It's something that you couldn't grab with your thumbs. I know that. You just gotta don't stand behind a horse. I bet he probably <laughs> he thinks he's just stealing stuff and just being chaotic in that city, but he is 
wrecking people, wrecking by, people. by kicking them in the yeah. face. A horse is not doing well in the city of these. No, too, my, too serious. My last one on my serious note is you can't fix everybody. Some people are just bad and they drag you down with them. And that's kind of like Ben, like, like Finn's trying to help Penny. Uh, Finn's trying to help all these people in the city. He's like, don't steal, don't steal, don't steal. And he just ends up getting dragged down by their negativity and by the just badness of the city itself. So don't try to fix everyone. Um, and Finn's learned this quite a few times. Like I feel like he learned it uh, in in Kyridian, where he was like, you know, I'm trying to be so righteous and not wrongous, and I can't avoid it. And he's trying so hard there. Um, yeah, avoid the like. I just for some reason that makes me think of like when people date someone because they think they can fix them. Mm-hmm. Gosh. You know, bad situation. Don't yeah. put yourself in that. Don't put yourself in that. Like, because because you're going to end up being, you know, stuck in the city of thieves and and living moral codes that you didn't used to live by. And that's but that was my that's my serious lesson. Uh, my lesson is never trust little girls. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm <laughs> that's every, my I'm pretty sure every horror movie I've ever watched started with trusting <laughs> a little girl, and they're like, "Come here, little girl." Like. I want to help you. And then she freaking turns into a demon and slashes them open. Never trust them. I can't. I haven't trusted. No way, dog. No. I love that. That's a great lesson. Thank you. Um, y'all, thank you so much. I can't believe we just wrapped up this episode already. It feels like it flew by. Yeah. Halfway um, through season one, baby. We're, we're getting there. We're this getting is going to be one of those things where we look at the timestamp and it's like, you only recorded for 20 minutes. But uh, no, thank y'all. This was awesome. And I, you know... It's just been so cool looking at the statistics every five minutes and, and keeping track of our four or three uh, listeners. I've really enjoyed that. And <laughs> now I'm just playing. Yeah, Everybody we, who listens, this, y'all are awesome. Yeah, y'all just are co- become an OG listener. We're going to get more entertaining if you're like, oh man, these guys sucked in episode five. Like we're, we're in really episode better. 13 right now. Like this, or tw- yeah, is this epi- 12, 13 right episode now? Episode 12. And goodness, I mean, we, we're getting better. I'm feeling good. So like, Stick with us, guys, man. Send us comments. Send us suggestions. Send us, like, man, we, we got segments that we could do. Send us your suggestions for segments. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. kick it off, man. We'll, sure. I want to do what you guys want to hear and, and stuff that's entertaining to talk about. And, and follow us follow us on uh, all the socials. I got it right here. It is ooh, somewhere. There it is. Neverending Adventure Podcast on Instagram. Neverending Adventure Cast on TikTok. And NEA underscore podcast on Twitter. Um and also, like, what helps us the most is reviews. If you can rank and review it on whatever listening site, especially like Apple Podcasts, that is what really helps us. And we would we would love to get a, a few that, more of those. And you do at, at Mark Zuckerberg, at Mark Cuban, at, yeah. at all the most important marks in the world. We like, haven't had a couple beefs. We haven't had beef in a while, but we can just beef with marks. Yeah, just yeah. beef with marks because, like, apparently they're gonna they're gonna help you know run this up to where it's successful so marky mark especially marky mark especially well thanks you guys this has been never ending adventure and we will catch y'all next week love you hey guys thanks again for watching this is ned uh i know i don't do a ton of the outros that are on a serious note or everything like that but we're about halfway through season one and if you've stuck with us i am just so glad if you're a first time listener um, just freaking let us know what you think about the show. Let us know if you if you love it, if you want us to touch on more content. If you're a longtime listener, correct me on how many times I'm making mistakes, but we're halfway through. Listen to either next week or two weeks from now, we're going to be dropping our, our uh, mid-season special. We're going to be talking about Shrek 
We're going to be talking about how it parallels with Adventure Time. We're going to be probably getting a little uh, a little tipsy, a little drunk while watching the movie and uh, doing the review and doing the podcast as well. It's going to be a whole fun day adventure. And that's our next adventure. So I wanted you guys to stick around for that. Again, this is Ned. It, uh, the show is recorded by me and Russell and engineered by Michael Hitchcock. He's the bomb. And uh, we love you guys.